Hey everybody, C-Note here, and uh, today on the show, uh, I'm not going to give you a joke, <laughs> because it's going to be kind of a heavy episode. Um, I wanted to talk about celebrity deaths, and a lot of the statements, the reactions, the support, talking about our immediate support system, and talking about how we can listen better, and how we can put a little bit more focus on our immediate circle of friends and people that we're surrounded by and people that we can actually have an effect on as opposed to thinking that we can't change the world therefore we shouldn't try so i want to talk a bit about that talk about those specific reactions uh, that people have a couple of different versions of those and what that means and how you can react and well really all of them involve listening so we're going to talk about that and break it down as best as I can, because unfortunately we lost Anthony Bourdain today, and um, uh, this the day that I'm recording it, so I think it's like a week ago now, based on when it's being posted. So we're going to talk about that, um, just kind of a warning that it's going to be a little bit heavy, but it's going to be useful and helpful, and um, hopefully it can make uh, a positive change. So with that, let's hit the button and do the thing. Okay, so today on the show, we're going to talk about celebrity deaths and the stigma that comes with it, the stigma, the reactions, and what we can do as everyday people to be more aware of what's going on in other people's lives and to uh, help provide some support in however ways we can, because there are plenty of people who are dealing with with mental health issues, but there are plenty of people who don't and they can't empathize it and empathize with it. And they can't necessarily understand what is going on when it comes to this sort of thing. And you typically get a couple of, of different reactions from people. Um, but it's happened so many times, unfortunately, uh, it's happened so many times that you can start to see a pattern in people's behaviors and their responses and how they look at it. And at least for me, um, and I'm only speaking within the scope of my world, people that I followed on Twitter or people that I followed on Facebook or the access to news that I have and things like that. Uh, I in no way can sp generalize about the entire world or the entire country or even a city or even a neighborhood. Uh, I'm only speaking from what my experience is and what I know. And especially as from someone who has experienced mental health issues, uh, there are plenty of reactions that I find frustrating. Um, Two of the reactions that I find frustrating are one, which is the obvious terrible one, which is usually the type of person, usually a male for some reason, but sometimes women do this as well, um, of, of referring to suicide as cowardice, uh, a way of just escaping and not dealing with your responsibilities or not handling it um, or just not pushing through in any kind of way. Um, that's sort of an expression of, of a general unhealthy attitude that I think a lot of Americans have when it comes to, to life, you know, you're pushing through a marriage or pushing through difficult things and you're not necessarily taking the time to, to listen, to perceive, to see what's going on in the world and make calmer, rational judgments. You know, these are the type of people that are typically, um, responding before they think they're very reactionary. And, you know, I, I have a lot of forgiveness for that because I understand that different personalities 
are are different types of people that that they can't help that you know there's they're operating on a level that they just speak first and then they work it out later but doing that is not helpful and it's not you know it's not it's not easy for people who have no experience in that to understand that that's not helpful to do they and I'm sure from their angle, they feel like they're being helpful in some way <laughs> where they're saying like, you know, you need to push through. You need to stop being a jerk <laughs> because they're so used to tough love in their life. I say tough love in quotes because I don't really feel like that's a thing, but it's often an excuse for ignorance. But really, um, you know, and I, I shy away from name calling with these people or or, or any kind of belittling or bashing because it's not really helpful to the conversation. If I come across someone who is like that, typically I've already eliminated from them from my world because I don't tolerate that sort of behavior in my life and in my social circles. But typically nowadays, if I come across someone who starts to kind of lead into that kind of thinking, I tend to ask more questions because you find that again, people who are saying things first and reacting or reacting first and thinking about it later they need the room, they need the time, they need the questions to work through it. Um, and sometimes that involves taking that information and working on their own. But if you're going to argue with them back and forth, you're just eliciting the reactionary response back and forth, and you're not drilling deeper into the topic. So typically, I encourage if you're trying to work with someone who is, um, who is or, or talk to someone who is is giving like a very negative reactionary response to suicide or mental health or or not just living life uh you know ask questions ask them when that you know why do they think this what um or if you don't want to deal with it you know if you don't feel like you have the patience to ask questions <clears throat> by all means eliminate them from your life but <clears throat> you know sometimes we can't sometimes it's family sometimes it's people that are very close to us and we can ask questions to kind of drill down deeper. So ask a little bit about where that comes from, um, why they think that is, and just kind of continue to ask questions. If it becomes, you know, something where you don't feel like you have helpful, helpful, supportive questions, or you're able to listen to what they're saying and understand where they're coming from, you know, to provide the support that you would like to have, (laughs) then, um, you know, take the time to do that for them. And, that way they'll they'll be able to reciprocate and give you a little bit more insight into where your thinking is as well, or to where their thinking is. Um, another reaction that I see all too common is the, oh my God, this is terrible. Here's a phone number, you know, please call if you're having trouble. And I understand the intent there. I understand that it's a very good natured intent that the idea is that you want to be able to share with people this, this feeling of empathy. Like I understand that this is tough. This is very sad that this person decided to end their life. And this is very sad that they don't want to continue. But I almost feel like the single statement of saying that this is not helpful or, or, or rather the single statement of saying like that um, I'm a little jumbled. So I apologize <laughs> that, that the single statement of, you know, this is sad. This keeps happening. Oh my God. Just kind of like a crying reaction mixed with here's the phone number. Please ask for help is almost relinquishing responsibility. It's relinqu- relinquishing responsibility as a human being to connect with the people around you and provide support. And that's the way I see it. 
because I inherently feel that everyone is selfish in their own way, but not in a bad way. Uh, and I'm trying to change the, the tone around the world, the word selfish, but everyone is thinking about themselves, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And I think when someone deals with something so heavy as suicide, uh, especially with a celebrity death where everyone feels a bit of the heaviness of it, I think one of our first reactions is to relinquish ourselves of that pain. Uh, you know, cause we're not feeling the immediate depth and empathy that comes with, with being an immediate family member of that person. But we are feeling this kind of helpless, like, Oh my God, this person's done. And I don't know what to do with it. And um, you know, some people start to go into the spiral of like, what if I did that? Or what if my family member did that? Or what if this, this, that? Um, so they start to panic and they freak out and, you go through, it's, it's a very quick process, but I, I feel like a lot of people go through this process very quickly and they'll, they'll use that statement on Twitter or Facebook and then the phone number as a way to relinquish that responsibility to say like, this is the best that I can do, which is fine. And I totally understand that we're not educated in that sense to like understand how we can be more supportive. Um, but I honestly feel like that is a relinquishing of responsibility and not necessarily helpful in the way that I wish it, you know, wish people would want to be. Um, and, you know, the, uh, another reaction that I'm starting to see, which is great and helpful, is people asking more questions. People who do not experience mental health issues are asking questions about what can I do to help? How can I be here for you? How can I understand a little bit more about what's going on? I feel like that falls in line with a little bit more of a healthy reaction. And then I had a fourth reaction, but I kind of forget. So if I think about it, I'll come back. Um, the next thing I wanted to move on to was was talking about uh, the general stigma about around mental health, because you know around these times when you're dealing with a, an intensive suicide situation, um, your you know people are exposed to they well they expose their own stigmas when it comes to mental health, and they often reveal how little they know about mental health. And it's, it's sad from a systemic cultural perspective. I think it's really sad that, that we don't think about mental health daily. And I don't mean mental health as in mental illness. I mean mental health as in like self-care and care of our family and friends and providing affirmations for each other and being helpful and supportive in that sense, which I'm going to talk about in more detail shortly. But the, the stigma comes out in droves, um, especially with that first response that I was talking about where somebody will reveal that they have this this underlying belief that that suicide is giving up and makes you weak uh you know that starts to come out in droves and people kind of reveal their ignorant behaviors or their ignorant perspectives because they haven't taken the time to educate themselves on the topic they haven't experienced it themselves or they don't have exposure to it in their immediate range it's kind of I hate to compare it to racism, but it's kind of the same in terms of, 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 of not having exposure to certain types of people. Therefore you make loose assumptions about that type of person or that type of behavior. So mental health has its own stigma because we connect the idea of mental health or men Well, we, I, we first of all linked the idea of mental health to mental illness because mental health is wider than just mental illness but then we think about mental illness and mental illness is often associated with like school shootings or violence or very extreme behavior when there is 
so many subtle things going on when it comes to depression, when it comes to mania, when it comes to, to all sorts of different kinds of, of mental illnesses. And one of the biggest kind of stigmas and misunderstandings is that, that depression equals sadness. Depression does not equal sadness. Depression isn't about being sad about your life. And, you know, people who just get sad, and I don't want to disqualify your feelings, but people often get into a understandable sadness about losing a job or losing something. And it's different from depression. You know, sadness is like this deep missing core of, or or rather depression is a deep missing core of your being. You start to feel like this intense heaviness and sense of of missing something, missing a chunk of who you are. It's like an organ missing and you don't know where it went. <laughs> um, and it's often this very flat feeling. It's not sadness. It's this, this depth of feeling of worthlessness and, and not belonging and, and feeling like you're not getting the right support that you need, which kind of transitions into talking about the support aspect of it. And, and the support aspect of it is something that I want to, bring to light the most. The support aspect is something that we can do as people every single day for each other. Support in what your friends are doing, support in what your spouse is doing, support in someone's feelings or emotional state or lack of emotional state, um, or really taking stock in the immediate world around us. I think a lot of us tend to distance ourselves from people, especially on social media, but we have to remember that we have a choice on social media of who we follow and who is following us. We can block people. We can remove people. We can hide people. Um, so that when we make blanket statements on Facebook about like, you know, Facebook is just an echo chamber. Facebook is terrible. Facebook is, um, you know, everybody is just not great or everybody is being a jerk on Facebook. You have to remember that those are choices that you've made. These are people that you've allowed into your life. And when you're saying statements like that, you're putting toxic energy back into your immediate support system. So you, you need to be aware of that. I think, I think we need to be more aware that we need to take more responsibility of our immediate support system and our immediate ecosystem of support. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes we get caught up in this generalized feeling of, of, of feeling like we need to fix the world when something like this happens. And some of us feel like this and some people don't, but we, we kind of look at when we make generalizations, we tend to think that we're making a generalization about the world at large. And really what we're doing is, is, is making generalizations based on the scope of the people that we're surrounded by. And, you know, whether consciously or subconsciously, like that's having an effect on your immediate ecosystem. So one of the best things that we could do to support each other is to, is to stop and listen and try not to be, especially in this entrepreneurial world, uh, creative world where we're trying to coach each other and help each other and learn marketing techniques. And there's a lot of should, 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 um, mixed with this, ever-changing flow of American society where everything is very uh, hard edges and black and white and just do it and go, go, go. Um, you know, we need to, I, I think many of us need to learn a little bit better how we can, we can stop and support each other and be there for each other and ask questions and listen, truly listen and hear each other out. Listen to where someone is coming from, even if it's an idea that you don't believe in or you don't agree with. And if you're not willing to listen, then 
you need to find a way to work through that on your own. If you're not willing to listen, that means there's something going on with you and you need to take personal responsibility. So just as much as we can be selfish in the way that we want to avoid these heavy issues or avoid talking about mental health or avoid everything that's not rainbows and ponies, we need to learn a little bit more about each other. We need to learn a little bit more patience so that we can help each other through those heavy things so that people who are dealing with the heavy things on their own on everyday basis are not dealing with it on their own. Like I think about this stuff every single day. This is every day of my life, whether I have a choice or not. I really, really don't. This is my brain. My brain doesn't stop for this. I know you have the luxury and the privilege of being able to say, no, I don't want to deal with this stuff, but it's the same way that people can ignore the news because it doesn't affect them. It's the same thing. And that's selfish in the bad way. I think we need to be a little bit more open, especially to our immediate ecosystem. And I'm not saying open yourself up to the world. I'm not saying go ask Frank at the coffee shop about his opinion on mental health. I'm saying ask your immediate friends and family. If somebody around you were in your support system within Facebook or Twitter or anyone that you're following and connecting with, Stop for a second and do something more than just hitting the like button. Give a little bit more support in terms of of listening to what they are, uh, what they're doing, who they are, asking questions, giving them a little bit of affirmation, saying, hey, what you did today is fantastic. I noticed you. I saw that what you're doing. I noticed you did a great live video today. Your post was funny. This is a really great reaction. And try to think of ways to give more positive uh positive words as opposed to just likes and shares. You know what I mean? Because as we start to develop social media as more of a social component to it, because for the most part, we've been using it more as media than social, but a lot of us are trying to make connections via relationships and, and do all that stuff. It's really about connection, connecting, honestly, asking questions and, and using real words and not necessarily just, pushing people away or ignoring a topic or cowering and hiding under a blanket. Um, if you need the time to do that, then please do. But I hope that when you come out of that, that you can find a way to open the discussion to people around you, that you can ask questions that you can perceive. And even if you do not have an answer, don't pretend like you have an answer. And that's part of like the reaction part of it that I'm really frustrated with the stigma aspect that I'm really frustrated with and the support aspect about it. Everybody feels like they have to people that at least I've had reactions with or have access to feel that they always need to say something and you don't need to say something, say something to your friends, maybe work through it, but you don't need to say something publicly about this. If you know nothing about it, it is not your responsibility and it's not helpful. So that's that's basically everything I wanted to talk about when it comes to this. Um, we're about at the 20-minute mark. But, um, you know, it's a heavy topic. And these are dark things that we have to deal with. But that dark stuff is an aspect of humanity that we can't ignore. Often mental health is the cause, is, is the root of, or rather the... the I guess mental health is, is often the, 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 um, what's the word there? The result of ignoring things of repression of forgetting that we need to sometimes lean into the darkness to learn 
how to appreciate some of the heavy things in life. Um, there's a song by Mark Hoppus that there's a line that says a little death makes life more meaningful. And we should certainly take a chance on learning a little bit more from these moments, taking these moments as a chance to learn a little bit more about each other, to ask questions, to, to, you know, calm down a little bit uh, and find a way to be more supportive to our immediate circles. And I think we, we, again, to reiterate what I've been talking about, to not focus so much on the world at large, to not focus on, you know, the president's reaction to something or Kanye's reaction to something or uh, CNN's reaction to something or Fox news or whatever the case may be, because you can't, you don't, you don't have an effect on that. You don't have an immediate effect on that, but you do have an effect on your immediate support system. So often when you're reacting to those wider gamut things, you're bringing that toxicity into your local circle, your immediate surrounding circle. And when you have an immediate harsh reaction about something as big as a celebrity death by suicide, you're having to, you're, you're, you're trying to coalesce those emotions into a tangible feeling. And I understand that but many of us are not equipped to handle it, especially those who are not dealing with mental health. I don't understand personally how anyone can have an opinion about mental health if you don't have any empathy for it, uh, or if you haven't taken the time to ask questions and learn more about what's going on and provide support every day. So like the one thing that I want to that I want to be the takeaway from this. And I hope you guys, if you've joined later, thank you guys for joining me on the Facebook live. Um, I'm hoping that you guys can go back and listen to this whole thing, but also this will be posted on uh, the following Friday on dopamine.life. This, it, the, the one major takeaway is that to not take your effect on the people around you for granted, to not take your support system for granted to not be little people accidentally because you think it's funny or it's a joke. I think even if you're making a joke about something, you need to check with them. You need to make sure I've had situations even in close relationships where, um, you know, there's the joke said about something and I don't get it because, you know, sometimes I can be a little Aspergery, <laughs> Aspergery. And, uh, I, I don't, I don't understand sometimes jokes that are a little bit too literal. So I have to clarify and I ask, like, I'm, I'm not sure what you meant by that. Um, and so I, I think it's easy for us to take it for granted how we can, uh, we assume that someone knows what we're talking about or knows our perspective. And, uh, and really, I just want us to, to realize that we can take, take immediate action on our support system by asking questions, by giving positive affirmations for each other, saying and noticing people and, you know, going beyond just likes and shares but commenting and you know, sending messages or calling in or calling someone and letting someone know that you mean something to them because that is who you can affect. And that's everyone you have reached to reach you know, with the, everyone that's when you're within your reach on Facebook or Twitter or wherever it is that you're, you're, you're on um, because you have control of that. 
You have control of the people that you connect to. You have control of the people that are connecting to you. You made these decisions. So it's your job as a human being to be supportive of them and, and to continue to nurture them. And if you're not, why are they in your life? Pretty simple uh, comment there. So um, I'm going to move on because I've got things to do. Um, but this is how I deal with heaviness. I kind of talk about it publicly, which is why I have this pop podcast. Um, and my phone's about to die for those of you listening on the Facebook live. So if I just disappear, sorry about that, but I'm going to wrap this up anyway. So let me know if you guys have any questions, if you're listening on anchor, please leave a call in or hit me up at rival my design on all my social channels. And I'm happy to talk about this question. If you're dealing with a heavy reaction to this and you don't know what to do with it. You don't know how to respond or you feel compelled to respond. You don't know what to say, or you feel like you're not sure if someone close to you is dealing with something, you don't even know how to approach it. I am available and I am reachable and I am accessible and we can talk about this. I'm not a mental health professional, but I've dealt with this from so many angles. And this is a very, very important topic to me that I think about every single day. So I, I want to help you in every chance that I get. And also a quick reminder that the podcast course for, um, that I have is up and available at cnote.thinkific.com. Um, it's everything from conception to execution about creating a podcast. And you can think about you know, the topics that you want to talk about. We talk about naming your podcast, your why, your goals, your mission, getting sponsors, getting guests, all of that stuff. So with that, um, cnote.thinkific.com. I hope you guys have a good one. Take care of yourselves and each other. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend, I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need. All I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's on my team. You got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's on my team. You got me going off your dopamine.